Welcome back, SFL Nation. Welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for coming back to listening to the show tonight. I hope that you enjoyed your week so far. Guess what? We are one, one week out from the playoffs starting, and I swear I feel for our commissioner, Cameron Irvine, having to sort through all of these wild card teams. Top six teams were locked in, leaving the other teams to fight for the last two spaces left. I will go in more detail about that a little bit later, but it is a now and never situation. I'm the real Mad Max in the Thunderdome type battle right here at the SFL. And just so you know, whoever wins the championship gets to celebrate and basically take over my podcast for a week. Last season, it was Alaska. This year, who knows? So many good contenders out there. Tonight's podcast will include SFL chat around the water cooler, quick recap of week 12 player of the game, was I right, and my picks for week 13, and my fourth and goal interview featuring Mr. Cody Hill, scout for the Seattle Tyrants. Let's get started with the fun. Keep it right here. Alright, and welcome back to SFL Chat Around the Water Cooler. I have new rookies and playoff scenarios to discuss with you. So, some SFL transactions that have occurred for September 26th through 27th were Mexico City released number 57 linebacker Jack Duddy, Atlanta signed number 55 defensive end Tim Cleland, Baltimore signs number 44 fullback Cliff. Boston, Chicago signs number four, kicker John Jazz, Houston signs number 69, defensive end Jacob Clear, Las Vegas signs number 21, fullback Jack Russell, Mexico City signs number 48, linebacker Julio Diggs, St. Louis signs number 57, defensive end Matty Flynn. Tallahassee signs number 88, wide receiver Ethan Sneed. And last but not least, Vancouver signs number 25, free safety, Mark Gronick. I welcome all of you to the league. Gentlemen, it's going to be a fun time. Now, you are non-contract players, some of you, probably all of you actually. And um, 
it's gonna get fantastic. It's, it's gonna be a lot better when, you, especially when you go through the draft and then you have the rookie showcase, and it's gonna be a fun time. But welcome to your teams. So, playoff scenarios. Now, the top six teams are Denver, Baltimore, Tallahassee, Seattle, Mexico, Alaska, and just clinched the playoffs with Chicago and Atlanta. Congratulations to those teams. You did what you had to do to go help it, you know, to get that, get over that hump and, you know, kudos. Chicago holds the head-to-head tiebreaker over Atlanta and is slotted for seventh. Mexico City holds the head-to-head tiebreaker over Alaska and is slotted for fifth. In a three-way tie for second, Baltimore has a head-to-head sweep over Tallahassee and Seattle and therefore is slotted at number two. Seattle and and Tallahassee did not play each other and did not share four common opponents. Seattle has a worth strength of victory and is slotted for number four and Tallahassee is number three. Wild card positions. Now this is what I was talking about. So now that um, Chicago and Atlanta as sitting at 7-4, they've clinched their playoff spot. You have Sioux Falls, Queen City, Tulsa, Las Vegas, Vancouver, Houston, London, and Charleston all fending for those last two spots. Now, five teams are 5-6, and six, which are Sioux Falls, Queen City, Tulsa, and Las Vegas, and Vancouver. And three teams are 4-7, and seven, Houston, London, and Charleston and oh man got chances now this is the way that Cameron has um, noted this neither Houston London nor Charleston have a head-to-head sweep or at least four common opponents in a three-way tie since London and Charleston have the same current strength of victory Houston is slotted for number 14 and the process repeats so London and Charleston share six common opponents while London is holding a better record in the last, well, in the five-way tie for ninth, jeez, <laughs> none of the five teams hold a head-to-head sweep or were swept by all, and the five teams do not share at least four common opponents. Of the five, Vancouver has the worst strength of victory. Once the process is started, with the four remaining teams, tiebreakers go back to strength of victory, Las Vegas, has the next worst. Of the remaining teams, Queen City, Tulsa, and Sioux Falls, the Sparrows have a head-to-head sweep of the three. So it's slotted for number nine. Queen City shares four common opponents with Tulsa and has a better record in those games. Wow. The league cannot find a clear path to the postseason for London and Charleston, but is not announcing their official elimination from playoffs contention at this time. And we'll reevaluate the situation after Sunday's game in week 13, if applicable. So yeah, it's, um, like I said, it was a battle, man. It's, it's a battle for that number one spot. Teams are really after Alaska's title, and we're going to see who's going to take it. <laughs> but next up, we have my quick recap of week 12. Player of the game, was I right? And picks for week 13. Stay tuned.
All right, so I have my quick recap of week 12 player of the game. Was I right now? First up, we have Sioux Falls taking on the Alaska Storm. Alaska won 34-3. Sioux Falls passing was 291. Their rushing was 44. Total yardage was 335. Time of possession, 20 minutes and 53 seconds for Sioux Falls, and they had five turnovers. Alaska Storm had 252 yards passing, 104 yards rushing. Total, 356 yards. And uh, time of possession, 23 minutes and 4 seconds with one turnover. Player of the game was Optimus Klein. 14 receptions, 128 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 9.1 yards per catch. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Next up, OKC Renegades took on the Atlanta Swarm. Atlanta Swarm won 31-27. Very close game. OKC's passing was two, uh, 270. Their rushing was 102. Total yardage was 372 yards. Atlanta Swarm, their passing was 316. Their rushing was 160. And their total yardage was 476. Time of possession, OKC the, had the ball for 23 minutes and 5 seconds with no turnovers. And Atlanta Swarm had the ball for 20 minutes and 41 seconds with 2 turnovers. Player of the game was BDG Hollywood. 18 attempts, 164 yards, 2 touchdowns, 113 reception yards, and 1 reception touchdown. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Chicago Wildcats took on the Baltimore Vultures, and Baltimore won 34-13. That was the final fan night game of the week for the season. And uh, Chicago had 201 passing yards. Their rushing was 113. Total yardage was 314 yards. Time of possession for Chicago was 19 minutes and 43 seconds with no turnovers. Baltimore, 312 passing yards. 40 um, rushing yards with a total of 352 yards. Time of possession, Baltimore had the ball longer for 24 minutes and 17 seconds with no turnover. So a very clean game, Baltimore just had their number. T-Roy Gaines was the player of the game with 12 attempts, 45 yards, three touchdowns, and 61 reception yards. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was because I chose both teams to win, so one of the teams was right, one of them was wrong. I got it right. <laughs> Seattle Tyrants took on the Carolina Skyhawks, and Seattle won 34-7. Passing for Seattle was 243 yards, and rushing was 181. Total yardage was 424. Carolina Skyhawks passing was 159 yards. Their rushing was 61, and total yardage was 220. Seattle had the ball for 24 minutes and 18 seconds with one turnover. Carolina had the ball for 19 minutes and 42 seconds with two turnovers. Zach, the Sandman Sandland, was the player of the game with 27 attempts, 148 yards, two touchdowns, 35 reception yards. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Mexico City took on the Houston Hyenas. And Houston won. 47-20. Passing for Mexico City was 279 yards. Their rushing was 34. Total yardage, 
313. Houston had 365 yards passing, 168 yards rushing, and 493 yards total. Time of possession also played a big part in this. Um, Mexico City had the ball for 19 minutes and 36 seconds, while Houston had the ball for 24 minutes and 16 seconds. Both teams played a clean. Both teams played a clean game with no turnovers. And player of the game was Leroy Brown. Seven receptions, 217 yards, three touchdowns, 31.1 yard per uh, per catch. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Denver Nightwings took on the New Orleans Pharaohs and Denver won 34-24. Denver had 217 yards passing, 204 yards rushing, and 421 yards total, while New Orleans had 251 yards passing, 163 yards rushing, and total yardage was 414 for them. Very close. Time of possession made a difference. Denver had the ball for 26 minutes and 21 seconds, while New Orleans had the ball for 17 minutes and 25 seconds. Turnovers, Denver had two, New Orleans had four. Player of the game was Jared McChesney. 29 attempts, 129 yards, one touchdown, and 54 reception yards. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Queen City took on Tallahassee, and Tallahassee won 42-17. to Queen City's passing was 279 yards, rushing was 36, and their total was 315, while Tallahassee this passing was 358 yards, 127 yards rushing, and 485 yards total. Time of possession, Tallahassee had the ball significantly longer for 25 minutes and 28 seconds with one turnover, while Queen City had the ball for 18 minutes, 32 seconds with two turnovers. Player of the game was A.J. Francis with 13 attempts, 125 yards, two touchdowns, 62 reception yards, and one reception touchdown. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. San Francisco Sharks took on the Vancouver Legion, and it was a blowout up until the last minute, 59-7. to We actually thought that Vancouver was going to have a shutout game at one point, but San Francisco pulled their heart out and just, just, you know, said they had to get one, and that's what they did. So, San Francisco had, the, their passing was 217. Rushing was 16 yards for total 233, while Vancouver's passing was 382 yards. Their rushing was 210, and they had 592 total yards. Vancouver also had the ball for 27 minutes and 57 seconds with two turnovers. San Francisco only had the ball for 15 minutes and 32 seconds with three turnovers. Richard Pratcher was the player of the game with 15 receptions, 237 yards, two touchdowns, 15.8 yards per catch. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. St. Louis Gladiators took on the London Knights. St. Louis won 27-20. Passing for St. Louis was 263 yards. Rushing was 166. Total yardage was 429 for London. They had 208 yards passing, uh, 49 yards rushing, and they had 257 total yardage. They had the ball, well London had the ball for 17 minutes and 30 seconds with zero turnovers, and St. Louis had the ball for 25 minutes and 37, uh, 25 minutes and 37 seconds, excuse me, and a turnover, well one turnover. 
Player of the game was Diesel Dawson. 35 attempts, 166 yards, two touchdowns, and 4.7 yards per carry. Was I right about this game? No, I was not. I actually chose London to win, so kudos. St. Louis, you doing your thing. Last but not least, we have the Tulsa Desperados took on the Charleston Predators, and unfortunately, we lost this game. Oh, we needed it, but 31-24. Tulsa's passing was 356 yards. Rushing was 102. Total yardage was 458 yards. Charleston had 250 yards passing, 61 yards rushing, and 311 total yardage. They also had the ball for 22 minutes and 20 seconds. We had the ball for 21 minutes with 40 seconds. Tulsa had one turnover, Charleston had two. Sometimes it just works out like that. And um, Mike Osai is healing up nicely from his torn Achilles that he sustained during that game. And the momentum did shift after that point. You know, it was just, uh, we missed him. I didn't know how much we would until we actually had to go without him. So get well soon, brother. We'll see you on the field very soon. Player of the game was Sean Harrelson. Nine receptions, 110 yards, two touchdowns, 12.2 yards per catch. Was I right about this game? Oh, hell no. <laughs> now, my was I right column. This week I had eight right and two wrong. So my season totals for week 13, I'm sorry, my, my totals for season 13, I should say, 65 right, 33 wrong. Not bad at all. Picks for week 13. So, Charleston Predators will be taking on the Carolina Skyhawks, and I'm going to choose Charleston on this one. Sioux Falls is going to be taking on Chicago Wildcats. I'm choosing Chicago. Alaska Storm is taking on the Houston Hyenas, and I'm going to say I'm going with Houston. I mean, Houston has been on a roll. They've been beating some number one team, so why not continue that, right? I'm going to say Houston's going to win that game. Uh, Denver Nightwings takes on the Las Vegas Fury, and I'm choosing Denver to win that. Vancouver Legion takes on the London Knights. I'm choosing Vancouver. St. Louis Gladiators takes on the New Orleans Pharaohs. And the way that St. Louis has been playing, I'm going to go with St. Louis, too. Baltimore Vultures takes on Queen City. I'm going with Baltimore. Uh, let's see. We have the Atlanta Swarm taking on the Seattle Tyrants. I'm going with Atlanta. Mexico City takes on the Tallahassee Pride. I am going on with the Tallahassee Pride and OKC Renegades. Take on the Tulsa Desperados. And we desperately need this win. So I'm going to say that we're going to do just that. Looking forward to being in the playoffs with you guys. Hopefully we can pull this one out and hopefully some teams fall. Everything works out the way we need it to. <laughs> we'll see. But next up, we have our fourth angle interview featuring Mr. Cody Hill. Stay tuned. And we're back with my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Cody Hill. How you doing, sir? Up, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Good to hear your voice, man. We've been trying to link up for a while now. Hey, it has been a while. Um, let's say almost almost half a year, maybe? Yes, yes, because someone 
went missing for a minute and I was wondering, oh my God, where is Cody? I know, I know, I know. I don't know what happened either. I just, I just, I don't know what happened. I honestly don't know. I know, man, life just gets in the way. So I, I definitely understand that. But I'm just glad that you're here now. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back in the SFL. So, Cody, tell us about yourself. We have a lot of new members that have joined since you left. Probably over 200 people. So, (laughs) Um, just give us a description of yourself, like hometown, um, age, your name, um, and one interesting fact about yourself. Uh, My name is Cody Hill. Um... I'm 15 years old. I'm actually going to be 16 next year, and um, I represent that H town, um, Houston. Obviously, of course, um, I'm a- I'm actually um, uh, met Barack Obama before. Really? Yeah, it was it was it was incredible. We were in Hawaii. Wow! So he was on vacation, and you just happened to. How did that even happen? Like. Because I know Secret Service is all over the place. So how the hell did you get that off? <laughs> I don't know. We just randomly ran across, across from them. I'm like, I've just met a lot of interesting people in my life. I've met a basketball player before. He's now on the Clippers. Um, I've actually met, who is it? There's just a lot of people, but that's just some of the people like I've seen. Yeah, that's definitely a memorable experience, man. So, tell me about your experience in the SFL. Like, how has the SFL impacted your life? Um, It's actually impacted me very greatly because um, ever since middle school, I've been highly interested in esports, and I've been wanting to, like, kind of spread that passion, you know? So, I was just searching on YouTube, looking at um, football games, old football games that I can try out, because I'm a... I'm an old head. I'm an old head. Like I like all the new stuff, but I also like the old stuff as well. So I was looking, and I saw this thing called. I think it was. It was the ninth championship game, and no, wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah, it was the ninth championship game that I first saw, and I was like, who is this announcer? Like, he sounds like he can, like, like broadcast a real game. And then I kept looking, and I was seeing, do they have a Houston team? And they actually did. It was like a Houston Hyenas versus another team. I really don't remember, but oh yeah, it was the Mexico City Aztecs. Wow, wow, that game just happened today too. And whew. yeah, I don't think they want to talk about that one. But yeah, so that sounds that sounds um interesting. And so that's what drew that's what drew you in. Yeah, and so basically, I was like, how do I get into this league? Because I saw it was like real people but they were like they create their own character they strategize and everything so i kept looking up i went into the discord and i was greeted by a couple of people and if i remember um i don't know but it's probably some people that are still on the server but it was it felt great i think it was if i remember he's the running back for the talented pride is it AJ Francis or son? That might be Francis. Unfortunately, I don't have that. I should. Look, I have to talk to everybody, honey, and I got everybody floating around in my head right now, so I believe it is AJ Francis, though. But yeah, he was actually the first guy that said hello to me, and that was just another moment. And 
I'm on good terms with that guy. He's a really cool dude, to be honest. And then, like, I was like, okay, I'm in this league. I want to join in. How am I going to do that? So I began talking to owners, and I was, like, talking to these hyenas because I wanted to represent H-Town. They didn't have any um, roles available. And so I was like, I was like, hmm, you know what's the best option? I should go for Dallas. And I was like, I should join these Roughnecks. And um, the, he's now co-owner of the Mexico City Aztecs, Stephen Mullinex. Um, he met me with open arms. And and then after that day, after that week, I became the strong safety for the Dallas Roughnecks. And the first game I played, it was against the San Francisco Sharks. Um, in the third quarter, I believe, um, Gabriel Manning threw a pass, and then it went straight to me, and I caught my first interception in my first game. <laughs> I know that was a fantastic feeling. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, mm, I kind of messed up, because I made my player 5-5, five, five, and that's become sort of a... Um, um, underrated meme in the SFL community because it was like, don't forget that Cody was short, son. <laughs> oh, well, you live and you learn, you know. But you caught that ball, you got that interception, though. That's one thing you can say. Oh, yeah, I have plenty of interceptions. Then last game, I won the memorable interceptions was last game um, of that season, Houston Hyenas. It was the 10th SFL season, I believe. Um, we, it was before halftime. I forgot who the quarterback was at, because it's not Kent Johnson. I'm really co- close with Kent Johnson. But anyway, um, the quarterback threw it. It tipped off, I believe, Troy Loshaw. And then I came in, swooping in, running off. And like the announcer was so surprised. I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm the big man. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that you can get so invested in this, you know, seeing yourself out there that you really have emotional moments when seeing yourself doing really good and with seeing yourself, you know, messing up. Can you tell me anything that you would like to do over? Like, was there any game or was there any particular play that kind of sticks out in your mind that, man, I wish I could just do that over. I wish I would have been more effective. Yeah, there are plenty. Because of my hype, I got torched a lot. Like, I'd be maybe throwing it to my direction, but because of my height, I was too short to catch it, and then they just torched me. Or, like, they would just scrub off me like I was some little midget. <laughs> so, suffice... So, suffice it to say, you would have definitely made your character taller. Gotcha. <laughs> but, um... But, one thing um, that predominantly happened in my SFL career is that I've been cut twice. And it was like, they're like, we enjoyed seeing Molex because I love the Dallas or in this term, the Seattle community because they're a bunch of, they've welcomed me with open arms. I've become very close with them. And they're overall just cool guys. Crash Combs, you're the man. But um, they let me go because I was too short and I was like, man. I'm gonna have to start over. Yeah, and so then who picked you up after that? 
And so it was the season 11 draft. And basically, I was coming out, I was supposed to be like this, um, like this power running back. And I was projected to be like number one or number two, um, either by the New Orleans Pharaohs. Oh, yeah, by the New Orleans Pharaohs. And they had interest in me. They really did. But um, it didn't work out that way. I ended up going number nine. <laughs> to the Vancouver Legion and that that I will never forget that for the rest of my life I will never forget um cause Andy Hamilton he actually called me and I was at and it was kinda like how real athletes feel whenever they get drafted and so I was at my house Andy Hamilton called me I was like yes sir he was like congratulations you're on the Vancouver Legion I was like what? I was like such a memorizing experience I I I'll I'll want to ever relive that I just want to keep it in my memory and so I had a decent um um rookie season as a halfback I didn't do particularly great not compared to Colin Hart Colin Hart was a beast that season the Sioux Falls Sparrows but I started off very slow I didn't start off off the bat because because of the SFL that actually um, grew my passion to like make videos that edit basically and get into technology. So inspiring you the right way. I like that. And so now you're scouting. You were doing scouting for a while. Can you tell me about scouting? And if anybody wants to get into it, how would you advise them? Well, actually, before I was scouting, I got cut again by the Vancouver Legion. Um, I'll never let that go, Andy Hamilton. Uh-oh. Or, <laughs> but no hard feelings, but like, I was doing actually well in that season, but after that, I went to the new franchise, the Baltimore Vultures, and I became their social media uh, manager for a while. And while I was there, I actually made pretty good, pretty good friends, because I was retired, I was like, I'm not gonna play, I'm not gonna be a player anymore, because I'm honestly doing something wrong, I just felt just wasn't for me so I just used the passion that SFL has strengthened and I became social media manager I was editing videos I was making uh, realistic photos I was actually friends with I don't know if he's still the social media manager for Atlanta for the Atlanta Swarm but I became really good friends with Williams he was actually helping me out with some projects but we never got through with them take that back but now being a scout um I'm back with my old squad back in Dallas but it's basically just been like a a whirlwind because I haven't been able to really do much but when you actually get the system they told me that I gotta focus on the type of plays whenever we review film and basically um how do I say um basically um, focus on what the offense or defense is doing and use a play to counter that. And yeah, they've been really helpful. And so those, those are, that, that, that's like my SFL family right there because it's comprised of guys I've mostly been hanging out with during these past, during this year and a half or three seasons to be exact. But yeah, it's a really um, um, tedious job once you get the hang of it. You'll be, you'll be dominating like we have in the past few weeks. 
Awesome. Awesome. No one can take that from you. <laughs> Actually, I did an article about you and about the um, about Baltimore and just reading up on the stats and everything. You know, great team. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what do you plan on doing for the SFL for the next five years? And what do you plan on doing in real life in the next five years? For the SFL, I still plan to be there um, helping out the rookies. And I don't plan to, like, own a team because I can't, I can't handle that, to be honest. Just like, I already know how these owners feel, these owners feel when they get salty about the latest loss. So... That ain't, that ain't for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, in real life, I actually plan to like get a scholarship and um, keep improving on my career. Cause actually, I have my very own podcast where I advocate for esports. It's actually been really success. Um, in the past month or so, we've gotten um, over a hundred plays. Impressive, fantastic, man. I know that you were working on that before you left. You went on a little hiatus, and I was wondering how that went. So I looked you up on YouTube, and I've been I've been keeping up with you. So you've been doing some great work out there. Yeah, I really I really do appreciate it. So, but for the SFL, I actually I came back when they were having that TV partnership with Eleven Sports, and. That really improved. That really wanted me to make this podcast, my podcast, to be honest. And I just want to see the SFL grow because I'll talk to Cameron Irvine sometimes, and he's a great dude. He obviously knows what he's doing, and I just hope that this league continues to grow and it actually becomes like a big, a big thing, to be honest. And it's slowly doing that, especially with. You know, people reaching out and us being on television um, with the community being as active as we are and being as welcoming as we are, people are attracted to that. And I think as long as we keep that same formula, we should be good to go. And we keep great people like you. Yeah. yeah. Sooner or later, I'm going to cap me a tyrant hoodie. Okay. Sounds good, man gotta represent <laughs> of course so um do you think that she will ever come out of retirement at some point within that five years or you just want to kind of keep things the way they are depends because i i i do want to come back because it's really fun and it really stresses me out <laughs> right one time when i was on the vancouver legion we were playing against alaska and oh alaska was almost kicking our butts. We were actually doing pretty good. And I got injured. Um, and I was like, hold, hold, hold up. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. And then I got stressed because I was wondering, he was like standing up, but the game said I had like a whole finger injury, but he was standing, he was holding both of his fingers and pressed up. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we were stressing out, but... We came back, um, and I was, I came back, and we were producing, and then, like, we did the same thing, because I, I remember an old story Andy used to tell, tell me in season nine in the playoffs, they had to get this one catch, and 
the non-contract player dropped it and the game was over. Oh. Maybe we'll ever live that up. And then we had the same thing happen. And we were, we were like, what? <laughs> we were freaking out. Like, <laughs> we couldn't believe this happened, like, again. Yes. Yes. That AI is a heck of a thing, man. It'll make you, and sometimes it will break your heart in two, so. Ref 62. <laughs> Ref 62, yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so listen, this is the end of the interview, and what I do like to do is give my guests the last word. So you can do a shout-out, you can do um, poetry, you can sing a song, whatever you want to do, Cody, the floor is yours. I just got a few words. I just want to say thank you, Cameron Irvine. Thank you, SFL, for this year and a half because I honestly don't know where most of my weekends would be without this week. And I've really enjoyed it so far. And also, um, a man, Higgins, or however you, however you call your name, I just want you to know I'm still better than you. And goodbye. Wait, whoa, whoa. Did you just call out a Montex? Yes, I did. <laughs> but in the in the in the off season, like before the season eleven draft, we had beef, and then I was social media manager of the Baltimore Vultures, and we we made terms, but like still better than him. I'm sure he's going to have a retort for that as soon as he hears this. So um, if you're not around to receive that, I'll be, I will make sure you get the message. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Cody. Um, you are welcome to come back whenever you want to. Like if you have some special things you got working on and you want the league to know. Um, or just to come back and say hi. Or maybe we could um, do a segment together. I would like that very much. And I would like to be on your show, too, whenever you have the time. Of course. Of course. All right. Pleasure talking to you, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you sometime soon. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate you for keeping me company and for allowing me to keep you company. Special thanks goes out to Mr. Cody Hill for being here as well. It was a pleasure to meet you, sir, finally. I will be looking forward to bringing you another great podcast next week. Y'all have a fantastic day or night or whenever you decide to listen to this podcast. Till next week, y'all. Striker out. But you slow when you like it.
you like it? Yeah. 